Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue is a very interesting and exciting uh, installation of the Carefree Black Nerd. This is a bit of a carefree conversations, if you will. I'm joined by an amazing, very talented individual, Mr. Jordan Clark. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I am good as well. You know, taking it one day at a time. So let the people know who are not familiar with you or who may be and just want to get a little refresher. Who are you? <laughs> um, so I'm a I'm a I'm a comic book writer. Uh, I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I feel like if people are familiar with me, it would probably be through uh, the Bitch Planet triple feature. Uh, I had a story in there that. Like they were coming out last year and they got collected into a trade uh, in December. Uh, so my story was called uh, <laughs> what, What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, it was about this woman who, uh, in the world of Bitch Planet, like women are basically second class citizens who kind of don't have a lot of rights, if any mm. rights, and uh, <laughs> you know, are, are at, at, at the whim of the patriarchy can kind of be sent off to this other world prison planet um, so the, the triple feature was about just the women that live in the everyday world. Um, and my story was about this woman who was, was turning 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and by then you're expected to have, uh, a husband and maybe at least one kid, if not two kids, mm-hmm. um, and kind of be a, a quote unquote contributing member of society. Uh, so my character had neither of those things. Um, and was basically being, coerced by her mother and sister and other people in her life to uh, find somebody quickly, settle down, uh, get married, have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a, a, a exploration of dating in that world, but also kind of an exploration of dating in, in our modern world as well. Yes. Lord. <laughs> and can I say, it, it was every bit of all of that. And I want to say kudos to you because this story fits so well within the already established world of bitch planet like mm-hmm. it, it like you i don't know you just did a very good job and like you said looking at dating now though i am not a woman a lot of the things that this character went through i could either i hear it i see it on social media you know i have friends that have been through or i've been through some version of that right. same oh god i was cringing at a lot yeah. it's, it's crazy i mean again like uh, i i did some uh quote unquote personal research okay. <laughs> with okay. that some of that is some of that is just my you know personal observations with modern dating but some of that is just being able to like like you say like you hear from your friends and you you kind of see it online and then you do the research into it um, and it's 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 weird because you know like if you think about maybe five six seven years ago mm-hmm. you told you met somebody off the internet they'd be like you know did they kill you or like right. you know what's going on that <laughs> <laughs> um, but now it's just kind of like oh you know you're swiping on apps and you know clicking on things on the yeah. internet and yeah. almost you know if you didn't meet somebody from the internet it's kind of weird now like that's mm-hmm. kind of how you know, a lot of things get set up so and that's where everybody is so even if you don't want to do it you kind of don't have a choice but to like 
Absolutely. engage with that. So, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting just to see like how, you know, because Bitch Planet, like the whole idea of it is kind of like taking what's happening today and kind of turning it up a little bit to yeah. eleven. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's I think that's the best kind of science fiction is is stuff that's like you know you you can recognize it mm-hmm. in in the in the world that you live in today uh but that's the scary part is that like you could easily see some of these things kind of happening right you know i mean it's not that far away that you can you can't imagine it becoming real very much so it's i, I would say bitch planet to me is even it's like a post-apocalyptic future but or <laughs> but not like it's it's right, the right, scary right. future that we're probably already on our way towards in some capacity. And so it's just like, oh, this The Walking Dead is you know intense, but yeah. this, oh <laughs> yes, with the with the the political climate and social climate we live in, Bitch Planet could be twenty twenty in, in some yeah. in some. So oh, I don't know. So um, speaking of Bitch Planet now. You what? Taking a few steps back, but kind of with Bitch Planet in mind, where did all this start for you? Like you're a writer, you're a comic book writer. What is your origin story? Your zero issue? Your like, how did this come about? Um, so I, I went to sc- I went to school for a lot of things. They just kept <laughs> changing. Um, I originally went to school for for music engineering. Okay. Um, and I figured there was more engineering than music. Uh, taking place, and I was not. I was not there for the math. Uh, so that was, I was a music performance major. Uh, but it's it's one of those things that I'm I'm sure people can relate to, where, you know, it's it's something that you love, but then when it becomes work, or mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. that's like you know, there's there's rules and structure to it. You're kind of like, I don't know if I really enjoy this as much as I, I do when I kind of can engage in it on my my spare time. Yeah. Um, so then I became a, a, a journalism major, which turned into a broadcast journalism major, which turned into me, you know, graduating and kind of wishing that I, I got to do more behind the scenes yeah. video stuff. Um, but with that, I, I kind of, you know, had had gone in and out of comics um, throughout my life. I grew up with, uh, you know, 90s animated TV shows, okay. uh, Batman, Spider-Man and X-Men and um, you know, I kind of there was no comic book shop around me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of pick up what I could at like yard sales and antique yeah. malls like that. Um, but in college, I really got hooked back into comics because one mm-hmm. of my professors was a big comic book fan and would always be talking to us about you know different comic book stuff. And he got me into like Watchmen and okay. Cyborg and, and and all these different characters and things that I didn't even know existed. Mm. Uh, so when I got out of college. At first, I was like, oh, like, I'm going to make a web series. You know, I'm going to get all my friends together and I'm going to do this, that, and the third. Um, and that was not easy because <laughs> I was kind of like one man crew in it. So, yeah. um, and I was kind of, you know, counting on people to be uh, there for me, you know, with their spare time and not really, you know, like, so uh, that kind of fell through. But after that, I was like, well, you know, I still have all these stories and ideas and things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like comics. And comics is just two people. So that's, like, super <laughs> easy. I just need to find, like, another person to, like, draw this for me. Yeah. Um, but the more and more I got into it, the more and more I was kind of like, oh, like, this is this is almost exactly what I want to do. Okay. Um, so 
I think I think visually and like I, I learn visually. So mm-hmm. like comics or something that uh, you know, I don't want to say are necessarily intuitive, like it's still work, but like I can kind of, you know, picture the stories and how mm-hmm. they play out um, more easily in my head. So from there, it was just like, you know, how do you write comics? What do I need to learn to, mm-hmm. to do comics? I just kind of like consumed all of this stuff, found people's scripts, kind of like, you know, worked all this out uh, on my own. And then the, the, the Bitch Planet connection comes in because I went to this... Um, this writer's workshop that Kelly Sue the comic was doing okay. um, in Maryland at this shop called Third Eye Comics, which mm-hmm. is like our biggest comic shop in Maryland. Okay. Uh, so she was like, it was when Pretty Deadly like just came out. So she was there and Emma Rios was there mm-hmm. and they were signing books. And like, you know, then later in the day she was going to do this, uh, you know, writer's workshop. So it's like, great. Like I can go see like a real life comic book professional. She's going to give me all the secrets. I'm going to learn all the things I need to know. And then, like, I'll be set and I can go and just make all the comics. And I got there and, like, I had this notebook ready and I maybe filled out, like, four lines of stuff because, oh, like, yeah. everything I was saying was stuff that I had already, like, hunted down and tracked down. Yeah. Um, but the but the biggest piece that she gave me was, like, you, you need to do it. Like, mm. you know, you, you can learn all the stuff and read all the stuff and watch all the interviews and all that, but, like, until you actually start doing it and like you know continue to do it like that's the real education process and the real kind of feeling it out and figuring out what you want to do so after that like i went home i looked up anthologies i submitted mm-hmm. something the first thing i submitted they accepted it oh, i wrote kudos. uh yeah you know what i mean <laughs> which was kind of maybe not a good thing because i was kind of like yeah like i'm really good at this and i can just like <laughs> like print it up um because then you know i submitted to the same anthology like a few other times and like mm-hmm. they rejected me once and then they accepted me again but like the anthology never came out and oh, then they accepted God. another one and i don't know what happened to that one <laughs> but okay. uh, but it kind of got me going so then i started self-publishing stuff and then i started like you know trying to just figure out like how i can continue to do this and then i met kelly sue uh two years ago mm-hmm. and showing her the stuff that I was doing. She was like, oh, this is great. Let me show this to, you know, her editor who was sitting next to her. And she mm-hmm. liked it, you know, chatting me up some more at, at that convention. And I left the convention like, man, that was great. Like, I'll never see those people again. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was nice to, like, talk to them, though. Um, yeah. And they kind of hit me up uh, a few weeks later. and was like, hey, we're doing this, like, triple feature thing. Like, do you want to wow. be a part of it? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been crazy because, you know, it's it's even still like you know i i look i go to a bookstore and i'll see like triple feature on the stands yeah, and i'll yeah. be oh that's me you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't register um but yeah you know it's 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 um it's really interesting just like you know getting to to learn the business more and more mm-hmm. and kind of you know learn learn the craft of writing more and more because it's mm-hmm. it's it's something that i think the more that you do it the more you kind of get what you want to do and i think that's probably the hardest thing about writing is is you know in your formative stages you're kind of looking at the people that you like and you want to emulate and you want to be like and you're Mm -hmm. kind of picking up certain things that they do and doing it like them but then there's a certain period where like the training wheels start to come off and you kind of gotta like ride the bike on your own or just Mm -hmm. fall off so like i think i'm i'm at that point where i'm kind of you know, I'm, I'm still on the bike and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still going. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm hopefully starting to find more and more of my own voice as a writer. Yeah, that's, that's, 
that's cool. That is dope as hell because I've, you know, played with the idea of self-publishing myself. Of course, mm-hmm. every young blur back in the day has like a 70-page spiral notebook with drawings and stuff. But to see someone have actually to, I'm just, I'm very, though this is essentially the first time meeting, I'm very proud of you. Little me, little Rain coming <laughs> from being a kid is really, because it's just, it's, Living your dream and living so many other people's dream, and to hear that story is very inspiring. And I'm hoping that someone, maybe in Iowa somewhere, or Wisconsin, or New York, or wherever, hears this and feels inspired as well. Because, I mean, you've done it. You're published. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the that's the that's the hard part. Is you kind of like you know once you once you kind of break down the door a little bit, then it's like you know you gotta. You got to figure out how to work that magic again, and like keep, keep, keep your place. So you know that's kind of what, I'm, what I'm trying to work on now. Well, kudos to you, and, and and good luck going forward. And I'm I'm hoping to see amazing things, and your name in lights, and I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you um with image being the, uh, the the book that you have. With image being the book that has your name on it, have you right. um, thought about like, oh, I could do great things with Batman at DC, or I could do great things with X Men at Marvel? Like, is that in, in your realm of like um, desires, or is it just you know doing your own independent thing? Uh, yeah, no, I I very much am am a am a child of of all of that stuff, all the superhero stuff, and um, you know, I I think that you know everybody, I think has you know, those stories in their head, especially yeah. if they're if they're kind of, you know, working their way up. Yeah. Um, you know, for me I think about it sometimes and like, you know, like I don't <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make a lot of money because like all my stuff is like I wanna do like booster gold and like okay, okay. and like all these kind of like <laughs> lower level heroes. But you know, I really I think the thing that like pulls me toward them is like a lot of these heroes are, are A you know they're not that well defined or fleshed out because yeah. you know Batman's been going on for seventy five years and Superman's yeah. been going on for seventy five years and mm-hmm. like you know not only is it kind of hard to you know re rewrite the Batman story or the Superman mm-hmm. story or find a new one but um, you know there's something kind of exciting about you know some of these heroes who you know they've been around for a while you know yeah. I mean some of the, some of you know the other mainstay heroes but. Um, there's still a lot of stuff that hasn't really been explored but say you know somebody like cyborg or somebody yeah. like uh you know even you know weird characters like detective chimp or characters like um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like just there's just there's just a whole bunch so i mean i've got i've got a ton of ideas yeah. you know what i mean get somebody's ear um but <laughs> you know they're they're kind of they're not the the i guess the quote unquote like money makers like mm-hmm. they're not the big Buster kind of stories. I think yeah. they're more. I like to kind of you know find the the humanity and the relatability of, mm-hmm. of heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of write like like what Matt Fraction did with like Hawkeye or yeah. what um, you know uh, uh, has been done with a lot of heroes recently. Where you know it's it's less about the the big crazy superheroes, mm-hmm. which I enjoy, but um, you know kind of kind of melding those with with more of the the everyday where you can kind of get a better sense of like who they are and, and their mm. place in the world. Yeah, I um, I agree. That is some of the better, I guess, stories that come out. Like when you when you were talking, it made me think of 
Tom King's run on Vision, his uh, yep. miniseries. That was phenomenal, and I recommend yeah. that to everyone. So, yeah, taking such a and he's such a large character, but to re, not reduce, but to bring him down to like you said that right. street level, brother. That right. <laughs> that is that's going in Christmas stockings and and right. stockings and everything else throughout there because that I just I really like that run, but the, that's what it put me in the mind of, and the thing that really kind of makes me angry about comics is I remember being a kid and reading a two issue arc or reading a 10 issue arc or whatever. And it was just, you know, content on top of content. And now it seems like, like you said, the bat family has 45 books. The Superman family has 98 books. But then when you get to, like you said, a booster goat or even like anyone from milestone who's brought over or Wildstorm, you don't get, that either the same promotion or the same um, space to possibly fail because like oh this book didn't sell well it's two issues in let's right, right. It, you know so ah man right well, when you even think about you know I mean you know b- both of those larger companies DC and Marvel definitely are are looking to bring in more readers and different readers and mm-hmm. and. You know, not just you know the same people that have been reading their books for the last thirty, forty years. Right, right, they, right. Well, those people are going to come to the shop on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. and get their books. But um, you know, what I look at is you look at stuff like you know anime and manga, and like okay, there's kids of all ages, of all races and backgrounds, mm-hmm. genders, and 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 everything that are reading and and watching anime and manga, and like yeah. it doesn't matter to them. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. not, you know looking at these things and saying oh like because if you go into you know a comic book shop you know when you look at you know the superman section like there's all kinds of superman yeah. but if you go and look at the naruto section like there's at least 15 to 20 naruto mm-hmm. you know books mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's just the, the amount of content that's scaring them off from you know uh you know the bigger superhero you know kind of stories i think it's just a matter of you know them being able to to recognize and see themselves in these characters and yeah. being able to relate to them in some kind of way and giving them a reason to want to to read these books and mm-hmm. and read these characters and experience them because you know if they if they look at something and they're like oh like that's just something that's it's it's a not for me but b like you know it it doesn't change you know right, it's just this right. that's always going to be the same and there's never going to be you know a space for me in there mm-hmm. then really not a reason for me to go and read that when over here like here's here's me you know what i mean mm-hmm. it may not really look like me quote unquote look like me but like you know it's it's this story about you know like two school girls who are in love or it's the yeah. story about you know this this uh super magical uh you know superhero dude from mm-hmm. another planet mm-hmm. comes to our, you know you know even things like attack on titan or berserk oh. or things like that like people yes. are like hey like these are these are my stories so yes. it's 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 kind of like, you know, they're they're already theoretically reading comics when mm-hmm. they're reading. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out, well, how do we get those people to, you know, not just go straight back to the manga section, but kind of like take a look around at some yeah. of the other yes, stuff that's, yes. that's on the shelf and, and give some other stuff a try. So, yes, yes. One comic in particular that you brought that I thought of when you were speaking is Strangers in Paradise. One of mm-hmm. those that that had that what was it a 25 year run yeah and it was like things that happened had consequences and not not to say that it's 
bad to bring a character back from the dead, but it was like things that happened were grounded in reality, and no matter what happened, if somebody died, they were dead. Unless, you know, there was logically this reanimation thing that happened, but all in all, it was just a, a, a long-running soap opera, and it was really good. You know, I was a little bit too young, I think, when I first started <laughs> reading, good to be reading that content, but it was really good. I enjoyed it, so yeah, it's Man, comics are just an amazing medium. God, man. Yeah. You are one of the, the uh, curators of that medium. Man, God, okay. So, <laughs> all that being said, what are you currently reading? Like, what are some of your uh, your comics on your pool list? Oh, uh, man. Like, I, you know, I, I'm in a bad habit now just because I'm, I'm working on so much stuff that, yeah. like, I'm going to the shop and getting books and then just, like, not reading them. Same. And then, like, I turn around and I'm like, oh man, like I've got like, you know, it's it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing because you're like, oh man, like I've got this stack this stack of like thirty books, but then yeah. you're like, damn, I got a stack of like thirty books, like what yes. am I got the time to read yes. all this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right now I'm reading, you know, speaking of Tom King, I'm reading I'm reading this Batman, I'm yes. reading yes. Um, Mr. Miracle, um, yes. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm, reading <laughs> I'm reading um. Black Monday Murders uh, from Image is one of my favorite books. Uh, Giant Days from from Boom is one of my favorite books. Um, what else? Uh, Image has two books. They have they have this book called Infidel, uh, which I really love, and they have uh, Gideon Falls, which I also am really into with uh, <laughs> Lemire and Sorrento. Um I'm going through it over here, like you. <laughs> and this is a podcast, but uh, y'all, I'm like I'm. I'm giddy, but go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, I think those are, those are like the, the big ones. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like, I, there's stuff that I'm, I, I need to pick up. Like yeah. I want to pick up, um, uh, the, the incognito like prequel. That I have that. Yeah, I, look, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. I have been approaching comics like, I like them and I got back into them and it was like, okay, it's cool. Let me see what to get. But now that I've, I have this show and though I do consume for pleasure, it is almost kind of business as well. And mm-hmm. I have just now through like kind of cultivating a, a pool list that I feel like more represents myself. I've come across so many different things like the incognito. I knew nothing about that. Right. Fucking blew my mind. Um, yeah. You mentioned Black Monday Murders. I just bought the first two trades because I have every issue yeah. randomly in long <laughs> boxes, just like throughout. Yeah. I just I needed it collected. It's just yeah. Dope. Well, so, so so two two books I would recommend if you if you haven't read them already, because mm-hmm. um, they should be not that hard to find. Um, there's a book called uh, Your Black Friend. And, okay. uh, and other strangers um and it's by ben passmore uh so it's a small press book um but you can get it on amazon and other sites okay. um and he put he put out the the original zine your black friend like a year or two ago mm-hmm. uh, and it was basically just kind of like this third person story of like um this this uh this kind of black like punk uh who was in new orleans and kind of like you know him him dealing with uh, his his white friends and kind of how you know they visualize him and see him um, and don't really understand you know a lot of the things that he has to go through on a day to day basis and mm-hmm. how the world sees him 
and then also you know him dealing with his black friends and how they see him and kind of you know his proximity to whiteness and how Mm -hmm. that kind of like you know maybe puts them off a little bit and him trying to figure out like where do i fit in you know between the two of those um and then there's a whole bunch of other stories like he went to a um he went to a a a clan rally Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> and, was just, and was just kind of documenting that. Um, he was documenting, like, all the Confederate statues that were being taken down in New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, in different parts of the city. So that was great. And then uh, there's another book uh, called Yellow Negroes, um, which was uh, a book uh, by this French uh, cartoonist that got put out, um, like, a month ago. And it was, it was the, it was, it's been out in france but it just got translated into english um and it's a similar story about you know just blackness in europe but in general and then also like immigration and stuff like that um so those are those are two books that i got recently that i was like okay i okay. consumed them pretty quickly um, yeah I'm, I'm going to search well, yeah i'm going to find <laughs> those because that sounds right up my alley like I'm, yeah i'm always yeah that especially that uh Yellow Negro, like anything, I like, I really like consuming media because comics is like pretty much an American art form, but I like to consume media from other places, even, yeah. you know, case in point manga, like that's right. not American comics, but that, the idea of uh, race being addressed from across the pond, so to speak, I, I'm right, interested right. in that, I, I, okay, that I, every time somebody come in here I'm spending money (laughs) (laughs) but I yeah I gotta definitely do that Uh, get get, get my hands on those too then I'll check back with you and let you know uh, at least how I feel about the first couple pages cause they sound good they sound good god man so you have other stories not just you know what you've written for Image um, excuse me in, in Bitch Planet what are some of your other uh, self-published stories and you know how can people get their hands on them yeah um so uh i i've done i've done a few things that i've self-published um i'm curious as to how some of them have aged (laughs) 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 but um i did i did the first thing i I did on my own was a was a zombie story called hive mind which was basically about like trying to take the 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 zombie trope and Mm -hmm. and turn it a little bit um so the basic idea is like you know this the scientist was working on um this kind of like basically like a super cure like this um this you know pill that you could take that Mm had um like nanites in it and like stem cells in it Mm -hmm. and so like basically you know the doctor would be able to kind of like direct the stem cells to the area that that you needed in your body um and it would kind of you know just kind of regenerate and replenish mm-hmm. um you know whatever the deficiency was um but of course it being a zombie book things went wrong uh you know this this thing kind of turned uh the scientist into kind of this this zombie like creature and so you know the the main thrust was like the more people that they they bit and they infected uh, the smarter they would all get because mm. it would be kind of this collective consciousness. Mm. Um, mm. So, like, you know, going from, you know, just the regular zombie that's kind of moving around and stumbling to, like, mm. a zombie that, like, you know, figures out how to use keys or a zombie mm. that figures out how to, like, use tools to a zombie that can kind of work with other zombies to, like, set traps or, like, kind Ooh. of, uh, 
you know, communicate and work together. Um, and the idea was they would eventually become as smart as we are. Mm -hmm. And then like kind of, you know, we would get knocked down a peg on the food chain. Uh, so, uh, it would, it would kind of be a world where like, you know, there's, there's, there's zombies and then Mm -hmm. there's us and then there's everything else. Um, so I I never got that far, but there's, I think there's, there's three issues that I have up on there. Uh, I had another story called K Maverick, which was basically about this kind of, um, this kind of like Doc Savage kind of character. So he's, you know, this, this, this adventurer from another world. And he gets pulled into our world, and he has to learn how to solve problems that he can't punch or blow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you know, finding a job or you know, <laughs> blind dates or you know, stuff like that. Because yeah. um, I'm I'm really interested in like you know these these heroes and these people who have all these powers and abilities, um, and kind of putting them in situations where like that doesn't really mean anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you can't really like fight. Like I because I was gonna have him like it was gonna be like you know small things like that, but then. You know he would he would kind of have to be confronted with social issues. So like mm-hmm. you can't like, fight gentrification. You know what I mean? Like that's not a that's not a physical battle that you right, can right. win. That's kind of something that like you know just taking the idea of somebody who has all this power and the, this ability, but they can't really you know manifest it in a way that's like oh like I want to help these people, but I can't do it through you know my 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 physical strengths or even even my mental strengths to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I have to kind of you know, work in different ways and figure out different ways to solve these problems. Um, and uh, after that, I did a an anthology, a science fiction anthology called mm-hmm. Duality, uh, which was kind of like a Black Mirror, Twilight Zone okay. anthology that like had a bunch of different stories that dealt with things like um, online dating, um, dealt with uh, like drones, dealt with online gaming, dealt with social media, mm-hmm. and they all kind of had their own like uh, kind of like yeah, like a Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, like okay. twist at the end of them. Okay. Um, just kind of yeah, I was just exploring. Like I'm fascinated by the internet and the implications of the internet on yeah. society because uh, you know the number one thing that fascinates me the most is that like a the internet kind of almost requires that you create a different personality or persona. Mm-hmm. It's like you know we we already kind of fracture ourselves in our day-to-day lives like you're not the same person you are at work that you are at school that you are with your parents that you are with your significant other that you are Mm -hmm. with you know this group of friends and and then this other group of friends and you know we kind of we're always the same person collectively but like you know we kind of have different roles that we play socially um, and that's almost the same way on the internet. Is there's some people who are different on Twitter than they are on Instagram, than they are mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Um, and you know that level of an- anonymity that you know kind of emboldens people to do things that they yes. would never do in real life. Uh, I think is just a fascinating thing to me because, like, you know, even with my with my bitch planet story, like. Mm. The things that people say to women on, you know, dating sites and Tinder and stuff, like you would never say that to a woman in real life if you were at a bar or just right. like a party or whatever. But whatever it is about the internet and that that Twitter egg or you know whatever it is that's kind of masking your identity, you just feel like you have the right and ability to say whatever you want to whoever you want without consequence. Um, you know, I, I I just wonder like what 
society will be like in like 10 15 years like is it gonna be like wild <laughs> total <laughs> <Here? recall>. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it's already kind of wild um but you know is it is it are we are we like in this weird you know beginning stages where like you know 50 years from now people will be like they did what on the internet <laughs> <laughs> right 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 <laughs> Or, or is it because it's because I think the thing that's scariest to me is like it's too late to go back. Like mm. we've crossed a threshold where like I don't know, like if the internet was gone tomorrow, like I yeah. don't know what certain people would do because there's certain people who have never not known the internet. Right, you know right, I mean? right. I up in the you know I was born in '88, so you know I have kind of that that pre-internet mm-hmm. life where yes. you know I had. <laughs> You know, things. I still had technology. I still had, you know, Sega Genesis and Nintendo 64 and, like, some stuff. But, like, you know, and even, you know, in the beginning, like, you know, AOL and, like, AIM Instant Messenger, like, all that stuff. It was kind of, you know, I mean, you did it, but, like, you know, I was was still like, oh, man, like, I'm going to go outside and play basketball or I'm Mm going to go to my house or I'm going to go do this. Um, But now it's like, you know, you can get anything you want instantly. You know what I mean? You can the movie you want instantly you can listen to the song you want instantly you can, yeah you can order stuff that just comes to your house amazon will like go in your car now and like deliver your packages like it's like crazy and like yeah. but this is when we're all kind of like this is fine like this mm-hmm. is <laughs> we've all accepted this um so it's 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 something that i think about a lot just in terms of like okay like I think we're cool with this now, but like I wonder. <laughs> right, 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 right. It, yeah. Like I look back and be like, "Damn, that was dumb." Like, what were we doing? Uh, I don't. I, I feel the same way. And I re- the thing that kind of um, kind of throws me a bit is because I'm of your same generation. So I remember coming after school activities, playing football, basketball, jump rope, whatever on the playground. But then also hmm. having a gaming system, and then having the big uh apple computer with the colorful back on it like i remember all of that but and also dating and not even just dating but being friendly with people i see a lot of stories now like on twitter there may be a thread of some girl who had a horrible date with a guy or a guy who had a horrible date with a girl but it's a lot of it i'm like oh maybe if you had just said something as opposed to posting something online one time because he or she did something you didn't like it's just like even the way in which younger people who have grown up with the internet interact is kind of different and so i don't mm-hmm. want to be the cranky old man like you kids just need to but it's just like oh how how will their grandkids right kind of react like what world will they live in if now right. the teens and 20 somethings kind of it yeah yeah <laughs> well and the thing that frustrates me the most is just like like the the idea of discourse has kind mm-hmm. of like disappeared because yeah. like you know the internet is is a very black and white world either you're mm-hmm. 100% correct or you're 100% wrong and yeah. like either yeah. way like people are going to come for you and like there's not really you know any real actual discussion going on because mm-hmm. you know in the in the in the political world that we live in today certain things it's not a discussion. You know what at I mean? All. Like certain things are just kind of like at all. <laughs> not, there's not two sides to that. There's one side and, and that's it. But other things, it's kind of like people, you know, are, are very much so, you know, um, 
you know, they stick to their beliefs and they mm-hmm. stick to the they they think, but they're not really open to hearing other people's like mm-hmm. not even just ideas, but like lived experiences. Like yeah. if somebody is living a completely different way than I'm living is telling me something, like mm-hmm. that's not a discussion. Like this they're they're saying like, yo, like mm-hmm. I'm a trans person and this is my life. And right, I'm not right, gonna right. be like well, are you sure? Because like I know another trans person, and they said this. It's like, well, no, like this is that's they're not they're not you know the same thing. Um, yeah. And and yeah. even like what was it the other day? I mean, people are crazy out here, but there was some dude who the dude who was trying to say that, uh, like, uh, like like straight white male was the same yes. thing. Yes. Oh God, that's the N word. The very fact yeah. that you said N-word and not nigga straight out proves right. that that's not the... But, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. But then <laughs> dude and some other dude were trying to tell Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter or daughter uh-huh. what her father was saying. It was like, uh-huh. what? <laughs> Again, like, this is your, you're telling somebody's daughter what their father said. Yes. Grew up what it, you know what I mean? Like it's just like, so I I think again, just like people are are stepping way over bounds and lines, and mm-hmm. it's 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 really turned into just like, well, who's right? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's not like let's have a discussion and kind of come to an agreement to either disagree or yeah. like, you know, or or you changed my mind or like you didn't change my mind, mm-hmm. but you made me think about things and mm-hmm. maybe now forward, I'll consider stuff differently. Yeah. It's like I'm right and you're wrong and like that's it and I'm yeah. just trying to I'm trying to win those internet points and like you know like <laughs> no, internet <just> points <laughs> not on top because like you know I used to comment on stuff you mm-hmm. know on different sites and then after a while it was like well this isn't worth it because like I'm not gonna argue with somebody on the internet like that's dumb like yeah. I mm-hmm. not only do I have better things to do but like I know that this isn't gonna be a discussion you know what yeah. I mean? like tell you that I didn't like Batman v Superman and then you come at me with some like craziness about mm-hmm. like not even just like I don't know superheroes or comics or anything but mm-hmm. like you clearly didn't read what I wrote right 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 and you just you just have an agenda that you're trying to get to through me yeah like you know I got stuff to do like I can't be here all day <laughs> yeah talk to somebody who's who's clearly not even trying to have a discussion with me um but you know, I mean, again, like that's that's another thing that I just I just wonder like what that's going to be, ten, fifteen years from now with kids mm-hmm. who kind of like are growing up to be socialized that way, and that's kind of how yeah. you know <laughs> they're they're learning you know discourse and discussion is through mm-hmm. people yelling at each other on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a scary thought. I mean, I know nothing set in stone, so it could go you know the completely right way, right. but. It, that is a very scary thing, especially to um, when you have people who are these internet trolls or um, I know, and this is kind of speaking to comics as a whole and with this relationship with women, there was a girl and it's escaping me what post it was, but she said something about a black woman, I think either in Black Panther or in Deadpool, something to that effect. And the person's first response was, and this was a man, um, I didn't see the movie, but you're wrong because of X. And I was like, wow, how do you, how do you, it, I guess it would have one, been one thing to say, well, I, you know, I really don't like that character, X, Y, and Z. Right. But to say to her point, 
I didn't see the movie, but once with this, like, man, <laughs> and you don't even see that that's an issue that you like. It just, oh God, yeah, yeah. The internet is, yeah, <sighs> it's, it's an interesting breeding ground. Like we're gonna have a, a combination of uh, Matrix and Bitch Planet, and like I don't know, Blade Runner and Total Recall. Like it's. We're going to have some type of mashup of all of these different genres pretty soon because this is just yeah. ridiculous. Oh, but, God. Yeah, I don't want to come off as I'm a cranky old man bad-mouthing the internet. Like, the internet's great, too. Like, I love the it's... internet. The internet helps me do all kinds of stuff. We're talking over the internet right now. <laughs> true, true. You know? And, like, uh, you know, I've met all kinds of great people over there internet. I'm able to stay in touch with family and friends and people mm-hmm. all over the world. And, mm-hmm. and you know... I, I work over the internet basically in terms of comics. Like, you know, a lot of the collaborators that I have oh, deliver on me. So we, you know, we, we load stuff on, on Google Docs and we kind of have conversations and talk about stuff. And mm-hmm. it, even in comics in general, like you'll see people at conventions, you know, that have worked on fish, 50 issues of books and yeah. they'll be on a panel together and they'll be like, this is the first time I've ever met this person. <laughs> you know, we just talked over the phone or on the internet, you know, the uh-huh. whole time that we were doing this book. Um, and so, you know, like it, it, it is a great thing, but I think, you know, with all tools, it's how do you use that tool? And like, you know, mm-hmm, is it something mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you, you kind of look at as more of just a, a, a selfish thing that you yeah. know, you're going to use for your own good and just kind of, you know, maybe harm people mm-hmm. indirectly or like, is it something that, you know, ideally the internet is the great, you know, um, equalizer that yeah. kind of gives everyone an equal platform and voice and ability to disseminate information and kind of like you know hear everybody so yeah. um you know it's we're still undecided right <laughs> right 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 that's that's it you i couldn't have said it better myself that is exactly it jesus oh god um and, and that's an interesting idea and I, I guess one of the pros of it is that it is a modern pen pal like you said mm-hmm. you're able to collaborate with people from such long distances at the click of a mouse. And so that is right. a, a dope ass feeling. I have a, a friend of mine who we literally became friends on Facebook, like that first year that Facebook was around and you could, had to be right. like in college. And he was in New York and I was in Michigan at the time. Don't know how we became friends, but till this day, we're still quote unquote pen pals. We've never been in the same space, but everything that he's done, jobs he's gotten, dates he's went on so like i um i have a connection to those events right but we've always been at least 600 miles apart and it's just right so yeah that god 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 oh man okay <laughs> no you um brought up conventions so something just hit me you were at wakamacon i was i think i saw you talking to greg Pack. Yeah, I was. I, I, and like the more the more you're talking, I'm like, I feel as <laughs> if, because I think I walked up to the table. I just I feel like I saw you. I saw you yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. and I, so it just like literally hit me just. Yeah. Now. I was like, I, why, why do you look so familiar? But yeah, okay, so we were at the same convention. So <laughs> that being said, yeah. how how was that? How was what Comic Con for you? Am I saying it? Is it we Comic Con? Why Comic Con? I think you're saying it right. I'm gonna okay. go. I'm gonna. Go. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I mean, the whole you know, I don't want to dwell on fan yeah. con. Right, 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 right. Um. But you know, I was I was I was I was disappointed for all the same reasons that everybody else was disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I was also disappointed because you know, living here in Baltimore, like mm-hmm. I was really 
to have that in Baltimore and have people come through and, you know, experience the city and, mm-hmm. and kind of you know, have specifically that kind of convention in Baltimore, you yeah. know, it was like, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we all know what happened yeah, or yeah, we yeah, still yeah. don't know what happened, but we, <laughs> we, we can theorize what happened. Right, right, right. Um, so, um, you know, I was, I was extremely thankful and, and grateful to, to, you know, the Black Heroes Matter people and the Nerds mm-hmm. of Color people, mm-hmm. the other people that helped to put on with Comic-Con because it was, it was great, you know. I mean, yeah. I know it was, again, it, it wasn't a three-day convention. Orlando mm-hmm. Jones wasn't there. It wasn't all the other things that <laughs> people were hoping and expecting it to be. Yeah. But, I, you know, the community was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, being able to meet, you know, a bunch of people um, who you know, either just wanted to talk comics or talk, mm-hmm. you know, pop culture or just kind of see what I was doing. Right, right. Um, you know, I did a, I did a comics panel that was great. You know, okay. I got to you know, talk with some some friends about writing comics and and um, you know you know there's definitely some people in the audience who were interested in what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, just yeah, there was there was there was a lot of great energy. Uh, I think you know throughout that whole day. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that we were able to do something for you know the people who were mm-hmm. kind of just like damn you know I could, <laughs> right, right, I got right. I got these tickets you know I might as well do something yeah. uh, and yeah, go up yeah. there and you know it wasn't just a bunch of people wandering around Baltimore with nothing to do like you yeah. know we had yeah, you know yeah. something something to present to people and hopefully you know they kind of talked about it and you know we'll see if that's something that you know goes on next year and mm-hmm. the year after that you know, can kind of build from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we, we need that. You know what I mean? Like the idea behind FanCon is still not something that exists. And, right, I, and right, I feel, right. you know, the reason why people are so enthusiastic about that is because it is kind of a necessary thing for, mm-hmm. you know, people uh, to kind of have a, you know, a, a safe space, but an inclusive space where, right, you know, right. you get different people coming in and, you know, we're all connected by the same thing. Our love of comics and mm-hmm. of, Science fiction, of mm-hmm. you know, anime, manga, and, and all kinds of all other of stuff. Uh-huh. Shows, movies, um, and and you know, finally being able to go to a place where it's like you know, I can just I can just love this stuff. You know, right, you right. Don't have to worry about you know the kind of stuff that you have to worry about on a daily basis, mm-hmm. or you know, at, at other conventions, it's kind of like I can relax and be here yes. and, and, and talk <laughs> with these people and kind of just have a great time and not have to worry about you know all the the extracurricular stuff. So. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, you know, there's 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 stuff going on. You know, there's Wakanda Con and there's BlurCon and there's other that, yeah. that are that are kind of popping up around. So hopefully, you know, it's it's even though you know all of that stuff happened, you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't scare people off from from trying to create that convention environment because yeah. it's it's still necessary. It's mm-hmm. not you know something that was like, oh man, that was a nice idea. Too bad that didn't happen. It's like right, no. Right, like, right. Let's 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 mm. still make sure that this happens, you know. Mm. Like, you know, no no major convention happened overnight, you know, like San Diego mm. Comic Con started out in a small, you know, hotel yeah. you know, and you know, people came through and did that. So, you know, we we, we, nec- we can't necessarily start out huge, you right, know, right, with the right. and all that stuff, but like, you know, if we if we kind of if we build it, if we build it, they will come they will come to the show. And you know we can we can kind of create something that you know eventually in you know two three years you know is 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 on the rise and is growing mm-hmm. and 
and it's bringing in more and more people. And once people kind of feel like, hey, you know, this is a reliable thing. This is a thing that, you know, it's happened for two or three years now. You know, nothing crazy happened. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It wasn't like a terrible experience. Like Mm -hmm. it's been, you know, solid and reliable. And, you know, now we can get, you know, uh, some advertisers in here. We can Mm -hmm. get some Mm -hmm. people with some some capital and some money in here to start back the thing. And kind of building it up, you know, I think I think it's it's still a viable idea that that yeah. needs to happen. I hope happens, but I was also very very happy that when Comic Con happened because it was it was just great to to be in that space and be yes. with all those people. Yes, yes, same, same. I I had a very good time. It was um, kind of surreal to me. I was by myself. I had my camera in hand and I recorded everything that moved <laughs> until it died <laughs> but i just i really enjoyed it um like you said it wasn't the convention that we started with but it is the convention that i think uh, really that we needed um and you know speaking of things like that i'm really hoping that people aren't like you said this way from trying to create those conventions because i look at it kind of like um black tv in the 90s like you know we had martin we had living single we had like all this good yeah. content then it kind of went away but then it popped back up. You have Atlanta, you have Insecure. So I would hope that it would follow the same model just because that didn't work out, that others will kind of rise to the occasion. Right. Because if if nothing else, FanCon became a conversation starter and we have these other things now. So that, kudos to that <laughs> idea. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to dwell on that too much, but I just, I was like, damn, I, why? Yeah, yeah. You know, it just clicked for like literally right then. So I was like, yeah. okay, okay. I know I've seen this guy. Um, yeah. I mean, that being said, I guess, uh, what are you watching? Any movies, TV, TV shows, web series, anything? Uh, yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta's my shit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that whole season was like, you know, after the first season, I was like, "Damn, I don't even know what they're gonna do for a second season." Right, 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 like, right. Second season, I'm like, "Damn, what are they gonna do for the third season?" <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but that that's great. Um, uh, I'm really enjoying. I don't know if, if if you've watched or if a lot of people have seen why it's an act show on HBO, uh, the problem area show. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like I don't want to call it black. Daily Show or Black um, <laughs> Black uh, Last Week Tonight, but it's, right, it's right. why it's on the Daily Show, and um, you know, like oh, the whole he oh. dedicated a whole season to basically policing in America. So mm-hmm. like you know, each episode is a different facet of you know how you know police work in America mm-hmm. or don't work in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and exploring ideas all the way from like you know community policing to you know the way that you know people police the the homeless to uh policing um you know police accountability you know in different areas um that's great there's a bunch of stuff that i need to get back into like i haven't started the 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 second season of westworld uh, on that um I, I still didn't watch the first season of Legion, not because I didn't like it, but just because I just I couldn't find the time for it. So I need to get oh, yeah. to get into that. It's heavy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to watch. Uh, I need to watch Dear White People. On Netflix. Yeah, I'm behind on that as well. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard great things about that. Um, movies wise, you know, I, I obviously I saw Black Panther and I saw. Uh, <laughs> Avengers and I saw Deadpool 2 um and now yeah I've just that the, the trailer for for uh Spike Lee's new movie just dropped like a couple of days ago 
uh, the Black oh, Klansman. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So yeah. now I'm like, all right, you know, I need to see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll probably, obviously, it's hard, man, because, like, after Infinity War, I was like, I can't go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. But, like, I'm, right, right. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> yeah. This yeah. doesn't have the answers I want. Like, this right, is right. just, this is um, but I, I mean, I'm obviously going to end up seeing that uh, when it comes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. You know, what I mean, obviously, you know, Insecure is coming back soon, and um, yes, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> August second. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I mean, there's there's it's it's a great time for for television. It's a great time for movies. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, Incredibles two is coming out this year. Like, there's a there's a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. Um, I- I'm overwhelmed. Like just for my show alone, I watch so much content to kind of give my take on, and some just to kind of you know in, engage and join the conversation. But then there's other things that I watch kind of just for the hell of it. Like I mentioned before, I'm currently doing a um, in I hate to say it like this, but like <laughs> um, I don't know pre-production for my Jessica Jones review show, kind of like editing and whatnot. But I've been watching Jessica Jones. And the Punisher, like, side by side. Like, one episode of her, one of him. And it, it feels kind of corny to say, I think, a bit. But it gives another dimension to these already established shows. Because I don't right. know where in the timeline they fall. But they seem to be separate enough that you can watch them together. And they don't... Uh, it's not like, oh, that happened before. So, so, right. been, so though I'm watching Jessica Jones for the show itself. Um, shout out to Charnel. Uh, I am <laughs> watching Punisher just because it's a good show, but it's watching them together is like this long, expansive movie that I'm just I'm enjoying. Right. So, nice. oh, yeah. God, God, yes. And yes. then Luke Cage comes out next month, the 22nd. Yes, yes, yeah. right before oh. my birthday. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and even with that, and that's why I'm kind of trying to hold off, like because Punisher is for fun. I'm trying to kind of finish up Jessica first and then have like at least four right. episodes of Punisher left so I could watch that in tandem with Luke Cage and see if that right. feels some type of way. I just, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> good <laughs> shit going on. Oh my God. Um, so Infinity War, like this will be spoilers if, you know, so if you haven't seen it, you know, maybe skip forward a little bit. Any any takeaways, ideas, feelings on, on what has happened in Infinity War? Yeah, it was. I mean, again, it was. It was. It was, the movie I, I wanted, and yet not the movie I expected. Yeah. Um. I feel like. You know, like my my idea going into it was, you know, a it's 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 only going to be half a movie. You yeah. know, so you know, it's it's the first half, of the end of, ten years of of mm-hmm. of a of a film series. Right. So like. You know, not really to expect a, an ending as much mm-hmm. as to expect kind of like, you know, the the, the setup for what's going to be the grand finale. Yeah. Because uh, it's basically, and I think people have said this, it's, it's the Empire Strikes Back of, of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Like, yeah. You know, everything's going to go wrong and like the bad guys are going to win and like, you know, you, you kind of have to, you know, kind of adjust to that, you know, and then get ready for you know the 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 final whatever it's going to be so for me like my theories are everybody's everybody who died 
died is in the soul stone mm-hmm. uh, okay they're trapped in there you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like it less of him like you know like they're they 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 don't exist you know mm-hmm. in 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 the the land of the living let's say right, but right. like they've all been pulled mm-hmm. into the stone so they're not necessarily dead they just are in another world i guess right 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 um, I think that uh, you know we're gonna see. Um, so I gotta, cause I gotta believe that there's somebody else, right? Like you yeah. know, I mean, you've got Captain Marvel, you've got mm-hmm. the original Avengers, you've got um, who else was around? Um, uh, the other daughter of Thanos. I'm blanking on her name. Uh, uh, I was gonna say Magenta. Lord, I'm out of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shoot, uh, Gamora but and Mantis, Nebula. Yeah, no, she, yeah, Nebula's still around. Nebula mm-hmm. and, and and Tony Stark are you know mm-hmm. on a plane. Um, Captain Marvel's coming, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. kind of like there's got to be somebody else. Whether it's Nova, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, somebody who's kind of like you know the 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 X factor because again. Like when you watch the movie, mm-hmm. like Thanos was giving Hulk the hands with one stone. Yes, you know yeah. I mean? Like he he, he, he didn't he only had one. You know what I mean? So if it, if he only needed one to 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 take out Hulk, you know what I mean? Now he's got all of them. Yeah. You know the it might be might be a little broken, but like he's still got all the stones. So like it doesn't yeah. matter who's coming for him because like he can do anything. Mm. So. Um, you know, it's going to take somebody on that level. I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of cool stuff. You know, hopefully, I hope that now that T'Challa's out of the picture for a little bit, mm. that, that Shuri is the Black Panther, yes. for at least for, you know, a portion of the movie. Because yes. somebody's got to take over. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, at the end, you know, the, the, the final end credits, mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing, I'm kind of hoping for... You know some hints that that get dropped at, yeah. at some of the future. I hope that we see, you know, maybe some young Avenger stuff happening. Yes, maybe yes. we see uh, some uh, some some Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom stuff mm-hmm. thrown in there. Some X Men mm-hmm. stuff thrown in there. My, if you want my if you want my my Phase Four predictions. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> fingers crossed. I'm hoping that like the easiest thing to do is do is do House of M in reverse. Yes. Where, where, <laughs> instead of instead of the no more mutants, like she just she creates mutants. Scarlet yeah. just creates the mutants and mm-hmm. just brings in that whole you know X Men timeline into the world. Yes. Um, and then um, I'm also hoping that you know I don't think that Loki is dead. Dead. Mm-hmm. I think what they have the the ability to do is either if they want to do Young Avengers, they can do Kid Loki. Yes. Yes. Him there. If they want to do more Thor stuff, they can finally have him be like creepy old man Loki, mm. Um, mm. and kind of have him be like another main antagonist, mm. you know, in the Thor series. Mm. Um, but I think that's that's mostly what I got. Yeah. Um, I also, if, if we're if we're looking for a death prediction, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that Captain America is going to be the one mm. to kind of lay down because you know Tony's Tony's got. A potential kid on the way, you know, yeah. he's with Pepper, um, you know, and everybody else. If they're not kind of coupled up, paired off, mm-hmm. you know, they are. They, I think, I think Cap's 
mentality is like, you know, mm. I already lived my life, you know. Right, I mean? right, I had, right. I got frozen in the ice. I came back. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, you know, if if anybody's got to go, you know, I'll be the one that makes the sacrifice. That mm. kind of like, you know, sets things right. But yeah. for kind of later on his life, so I think he'll be the one that you know when it's when it's time for somebody to wield the gauntlet. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and and put things back the way that it should be. He's going to be the one to do it, um, but at the cost of his own life. Because I mean, nobody. Yeah. He's, he doesn't. He's he's just a dude. You know what I mean? He might be Captain America, mm-hmm. but like you know, all of those stones at once. Like that's that's going to do something to you. So. Oh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> and shit. I mirror a lot of your same ideas because it's and then he's probably the one. I think he expressed uh, Chris expressed uh, wanting to branch off and do more. Um, yeah. Unless that was just something that was thrown out to confuse us, but I think, yeah, he's probably going to be like, yeah, I'm I'm done with this because there's, and I mean, Bucky can just rise right into that role or uh, Falcon right. either way and let that be that. But yeah, that would be very symbolic for it to, I mean, to end what Iron Man would be since he started it off, but sure. Captain America is the more kind of pure-hearted, boy-next-door, all-American guy. So, yeah, I could see that. Oh, Jesus. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, whatever it is, it's going to be heavy. But, yeah. you know, yeah. like, there's, there's, it's, they got to go big. You know what I mean? The last movie has yes. got to be yes. this big yes. thing. So, Oh, my God, yes. And, and set up phase four, bring, in my, bring me my mutants, God damn it. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been waiting for. Oh, God, God, God. Okay, okay. Well, the uh, kind of meat and potatoes. Please give me Elk Mountain. This this kickstart. Okay. I just give give it to Lay it on me. <laughs> let, the, let the folks know what's going on with this dope-ass project. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm running the Kickstarter now uh, for, for my newest project called Elk Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically about uh, this immigrant superhero and his responsibilities to the community that he lives in and, and kind of vice versa. Um, so, you know, I, the, the model that we're, we're playing with is Superman. If you think about Superman, he's the world's most famous and strongest immigrant, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? From Krypton to, to you know, uh, Kansas, but also Smallville. Um, <laughs> you know, our hero is from, uh, is from Panama. Uh, you know, his parents, you know, bring him to the to the border he's kind of born just outside of america um you know comes to the united states um so he's basically he's basically a dreamer um and you know he grows up he's, he develops his powers you know he's raised by this this couple that lives in this this town of elk mountain um and he, and he becomes their their protector and their savior and kind of like the 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 hero of the town and and unlike superman who you know, moved from Smallville to Metropolis. He mm-hmm. kind of sticks around and stays in this town. Um, so it's an exploration of that because I mean, when you think about superheroes, you know, and 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 the and the ones that especially decide to be, you know, these one man uh, protectors of mm-hmm. these of these large places, Batman and Gotham, Superman and Metropolis, mm-hmm. Flash and Central City, you know, all the way down the line. It's it's what 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 are their main responsibilities to these places because. Mm-hmm. Are we expecting them to save everybody all the time, always? Are we expecting them to to intervene in, in all these kinds of different things? You know what I mean? If your house catches on fire, is Superman supposed to be there? If, mm-hmm. if uh, you know, 
your car breaks down, is Superman supposed to be there? Mm-hmm. There's a bank robbery, is Superman supposed to be there? <laughs> what if there's a bank robbery, but also there's an alien invasion? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is Superman supposed to do? Like, who's, right, right, right. Who's, right. whose responsibility is that? And then vice versa, you know, you, you, you look at, if you think about, and this, again, like, I'm a, I'm a big Silver Age comics nerd, so, okay. like, if, if I don't know if people are familiar with the the Lois Lane uh, mm. Superman's girlfriend comics, mm-hmm. but basically Lois Lane trying to entrap Superman into marriage every issue. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were they were pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But like you know, a lot of the time she would just fall off a building and be like, well, "Superman will save me." You know what I mean? And, <laughs> God and, damn. Man, that mentality of like oh like you know like i can do anything or like no bad thing is going to happen to me because superman lives here or batman lives here or whoever mm-hmm. lives here right uh, but like is that is it is it wise and we've seen that this is not necessarily the case to entrust a single individual with with all that power mm-hmm. with all of that um with all of that goodwill thinking that you know they'll never do anything wrong they'll never do anything to kind of misplace your trust, um, and and is it is it fair to just say okay, like this person's got it, or as a community, you know, is it is it your responsibility to say well, okay, like they've got that, but we still need to do as mm-hmm. much for ourselves as as we could possibly do because you know one day what if this person's not here anymore? One right, day, right. what if what if something happens and and you know it falls on us to to kind of take care of certain things. Um, so there's that whole element to it, and then added onto that, you know, the the, the immigrant element of it. Um, you know, we're living in a in a country now where apparently ICE agents can just roll up on somebody for speaking Spanish, and you know, have no provocation for anything other than you were speaking another language. We've got people at at random, you know, eateries in New York, you know, going off on people because they were talking to somebody else, not even them, in Spanish. Uh, you know, we, we've got, you know, families and people that are being broken apart for, for really no other reason other than, um, you know, fear. You know, people are people are scared of, of this non-existent boogeyman yeah. that you know, when you think about a lot of immigrants, um, immigrants, like a lot of minorities in this country, like, the ideal thing is to blend in. Mm-hmm. Like, the ideal thing is to just be you know, part of the greater whole and not really attract attention to yourself because you just want to live your life and not be bothered with all this other extraness going on around you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they do a lot in this country that I think a lot of people don't even realize or recognize that most of the food that you're getting from the grocery store, immigrants, they're, they're growing that, they're picking that. A lot of those menial jobs that you never would want to do that mm-hmm. you're complaining about somebody else taking. Right, right. They're working those jobs, uh, and they're and they're not working those jobs because they're gonna get rich or they're trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, secretly invade the country. They're working those jobs because a back in their country that you know those jobs didn't exist. You know what right. I mean? And they and they're trying to make money so they can send that money back to their families, so their families can either a come here or b live a more comfortable life. Mm-hmm. So they've already uh-huh. made the decision to break up their own families to take a risk to try to come to America, mm-hmm. to. <laughs> to 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 live a better life you know what i mean and um you know a lot of these people are are escaping you know very bad situations and there's been instances where you know people have escaped not even necessarily just governments or like gang stuff but 
have escaped, you know, uh, abusive relationships mm-hmm. or escaped, you know, people who were who were doing them harm where they were living, either kids or, or adults who were mm-hmm. doing them harm where they were living. And they come to America and they get sent back to those places, you know what I mean? And there's been people who have been sent back to those places and a, a week after they've been sent back there, that person killed them. Yes. Like they said they were going to kill them mm-hmm. because... Because that was not a, it was not a joke. That's why they left in the first place. You know what I mean? There have been people who have been, you know, a lot of the instances with the dreamers, people who have been born in this country mm-hmm. who don't know anything about Panama. They don't mm-hmm. know anything about tourists. They've never lived there. They don't know anybody who lives there. And yet, you know, they're being sent back to these countries, you know, because of just random things that people have decided that now, you know, these people need to leave. Mm-hmm. So you know kind of you know exploring that not necessarily on a on a uh a policy level of of well, what is the right thing to do in terms of 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 immigration policy but exploring it more on the on the personal level of somebody who's going through that and experiencing that in a way um but also you know the effects that it has on communities because you look at a lot of these communities and they weren't they didn't have problems with immigrants mm-hmm. <laughs> a little while ago like it was it was it was one of those things where like yeah this person is my dentist or this person right, is my right. neighbor mm-hmm. is my co-worker and now all of a sudden you know these people are kind of having to to look you know over their shoulders every once in a while because people are giving them certain looks and people are kind of you know you never really know and i think that's that's part of the immigrant experience but also part of the minority experience in america where you know you're always kind of waiting for that trap door to open up yes. underneath you no matter where you get to because you know, at any given moment, you know, even just a few years ago, somebody spray painted nigger on LeBron James's gate. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, if LeBron is not above it, mm-hmm. you know I mean? mm-hmm. if, if, if a lot of these other people aren't above it, you right, know what right. I mean? Who are doing much better than me personally, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I can't expect, you know, my, my personal stuff to escape it. Right. Um, and, you know, if, if you're an immigrant and you're looking around and you're just seeing left and right, you know, on the news every day, you know, ice you know raids this 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 restaurant and deports you know four or five people or you know this this ice agent you know just the other day you know rolled up on some people at a gas station who were just speaking spanish and that's the only that's the only reason that he even approached them you know what i mean like and you know it's stuff like that that you know that the level of paranoia not only for you know people who are who are living you know in these communities who are being you know let's just Call it what it is they're being indoctrinated with with mm-hmm. anti propaganda you know to believe that you know their their neighbors their their the you know the kids that their kids are going to school with or whoever mm-hmm. are, are you know these secret ms-13 agents that are going to come and you know cut them up with a machete while they sleep right, and, right, right, and right, you know right. on the other hand you know you've got the immigrants themselves not really knowing who they can trust anymore, not knowing mm-hmm. who they can who they can rely upon anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's not even that people are necessarily turning them in, but you know, somebody who might seem friendly, you know, initially, you know, might might be the person that right, <laughs> that right. makes calls on you or or you know gets you in a bad situation, and you can't really, you know, kind of trust that everybody has your best interest in mind. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. it's this this kind of this dividing point within these communities so kind of extrapolating that to a superhero story mm-hmm. where you know you've got this character who you know it like 
you're not going to deport Superman, right? Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know not All even right. not even in the DC universe. Like, they're mm-hmm. not just going to want Superman and be like, you got to go back to Krypton now. Right, right. Um, but you know, like. You have all this power, you have all this ability, you have, you know, these things that, that make you, you know, almost this this, this pseudo-god-like, you know, mm-hmm. person. But you can't fight immigration law. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't mm-hmm. beat, you know what I mean? And you can't, you can't beat up what it does to families and communities. So, you know, how do you, how do you kind of navigate that? Um, and how do you how do you kind of deal with you know some of the external things that that you have to face on a day to day basis when you know it it's 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 like you know again like you know in the story he is the protector of this town yeah and even that status doesn't protect him from mm-hmm. you know these views and these these ideas that people come to have with him. Lord, this is like <laughs> I it's it's deep, but in the best way like i'm i've looked over the kickstarter i've looked at the pledge amounts i've looked at the artwork i've looked at the creative team and it is this is a book that needs to be made that needs to be in the hands of some of everybody and i i don't know i really i mean as you were talking though all i have to go on is the images that i see on the kickstarter i'm just thinking in my head like oh what's a day in the life of this hero who is one Panamanian like right there's representation in other in in Marvel and DC and Image and whatnot but I can't recall I'm not saying there isn't one but I can't recall a Panamanian um, hero a Panamanian leading character male female trans uh, gender non-binary or other I can't recall anybody identifying as Panamanian it being in the forefront of a book so what what was what was that decision like? Was that intentional, or was it just well, we'll also make him Panamanian? Like, what was what was that? Right. Well, you know, at first I was like, well, you know, I wanted to make the character South American, mm-hmm. um, but then as I started doing more research, you know, I wanted I wanted it to be a situation where, you know, it's kind of this um, serendipitous thing of, you know, America has a long history of being. <laughs> being in South America for a lot of different reasons yeah, um, and instigating a lot of things that have mm-hmm. resulted in a lot of people having to flee these countries and come mm-hmm. come to our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, in the late 80s uh, with, with a lot of the stuff that was going on with Noriega, mm-hmm. uh, Anima, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was, it's, it's a similar situation to a lot of different things that, you know, the government has been involved in when, like, it was all good when he was doing what you wanted him to do right. and acting how you wanted him to act. Mm-hmm. And then when he wasn't, then it was a problem. Or when mm-hmm. it when it was reflecting poorly upon you for having let this go on for so long, mm-hmm. then it was an issue where you had to step in. Right. And so, you know, that that whole thing in the late 80s kind of set off a lot of different things that have, have reverberated until this day um, where, you know, I mean, we basically went in and destabilized an entire country. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to be an and, American, <laughs> and yeah, left a lot of people scrambling. So I was like, okay, well, you know, it would make sense if you know he was, you know, from this country, and his parents were kind of fleeing that mm-hmm. situation, coming to America. Uh, you know, around that time, you know, he grows up. You know, he's about, you know, my age. Basically, is about mm-hmm. you know thirty, early late twenties, early thirties. 
and 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 kind of having to you know figure a lot of things out and as a lot of you know dreamers have to figure out you know they sometimes are you know brought in and born in this country and then their mm-hmm. their parents flee which is what happened to him mm-hmm. um you know and they're left with either relatives or they're just left yeah. <laughs> behind hope that somebody will 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 take them in and and raise them mm-hmm. as an american or or at least raise them you know with with their rights and all the other stuff that comes with being an American. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to kind of, you know, again, yeah, you know, like Mexico, um, you know, even, you know, countries like, uh, you know, Honduras and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that have kind of been, you know, Peru, like, you know, those are, there. those are maybe not the more highly represented, but, um, you know, those are, those are a lot of the countries that you hear about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my family, I'm, I'm I'm half black and I'm half Puerto Rican. So okay. you know, got, you know, a lot of people who are in the Caribbean, you know, Dominicans, Cubans, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you know, even though we're not South American, yeah. even though Puerto Ricans are technically Americans, mm-hmm. uh, not even technically, we are Americans. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I, I think there's even a different stigma that that people have of you know, like. Cubans coming into this country and Dominicans coming into this country mm-hmm. than they are around, you know, people from, you know, Panama or, uh, you know, other other countries in South America um, and Central America that, you know, like people don't necessarily equate, you know, people from Cuba as gang members or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. drug dealers or dangerous people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still immigrants. Um, but, you know, and there's also that aspect of, you know, similar to, mm. you know, every, every, to certain people, every Asian person is Chinese. Yeah, and if they're not yeah. Chinese, they're Japanese. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And every, and every Latino, pe- every, every, every Latino person to a lot of people, they're, they're Mexican. They're, yeah. Mexican, they're, you know, from, from one of those other countries. But mm-hmm. it's really kind of get this blanket, you know, uh, idea around you where, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you're not even, people can't even be, be, bigoted in a in a correct right, way right, right, right. At, least, at least hate me for being from where i'm from and right, not, right 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 <laughs> you know right. just throwing me under some other blanket you know idea mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i think that's that's where a lot of that idea came from just trying to to make it all tie in together in a larger way and that's i i again i'm not panamanian but i actually have a good friend <laughs> of mine and it was Hearing you talk makes me cringe because I remember our first kind of set of conversations, me and this guy, and it was just like, oh, I was not as educated. I was coming from a good place, but I still was like, but you, you know, you look Mexican, but your mom looks black. And it was just like, oh, how (laughs) did you, bro, you can't, but this is something that I um, am hoping comes to fruition because I would like to get a copy of this for him and his, you know, his family, it's about five of them, I could. I could do that but like it's just it's <laughs> this is something that i haven't seen you know if there's a, a panamanian superhero or a character out there i don't i don't know of them um right. what 64 pages is that yeah. now you are the comic writer coming right. from doing your own books and doing the uh piece in bitch planet how much more intensive or extensive is a 64 page graphic novel versus what you've done before it's it's the longest thing that i've done mm-hmm. so far you know what i mean um but 
you know, for me, the way that I'm thinking about it is like, you know, 64 pages equates to about three issues of comics. You okay. Know what I mean? Okay. Um, so you know, I've done I've done more than three issues of comics. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I was taking those three issues and tying them all together, right, right, right. I think for me, you know, a couple of things. One, um, you know, what I'm trying to do more and more in my own self-published work is to create uh, self-contained works okay. that you see me at a convention or if you want to buy it offline or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's it's the full story, you know what yeah. I mean? So you don't track me down later for part two, part mm-hmm. three, part four. Mm-hmm. You can get the whole thing in one. Um, secondly, I think that, you know, when you look at the comics market, graphic novels are, are definitely what, you know, a lot more people are moving towards just yeah. in terms of, you know, uh, new comics readers kind of that's where they start, you know, yeah. because it doesn't make sense to start on Batman number 46, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. start reading Batman like you would go back and you would, right. you would get some of the classic Batman stories, but then you would just get the first, you know, trade of, of Tom mm-hmm. King's Batman run because yes. that's where you need to start, you know. Yes. So, um, you know, I think just in terms of a, of a, of a, of a selling point, you know, it's easier for me. To, to get something like that into a store, it's easier mm-hmm. for me to get something like that into a library. Mm-hmm. It's easier for me to get something like that, um, you know, into different situations where, uh, you know, if I was just to hand somebody a single issue of a comic book, they might be like, well, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is but like, if I can say, hey, this is the whole thing, you know, it's self-contained, it's a graphic yeah. novel, um, you know, I think that that that's an easier sell on my end. Mm-hmm. And then just in terms of, you know, the story itself, you know, I feel like um, it's a story that, that definitely works in the graphic novel format, just being mm-hmm. able to, you know, tell this complete story from beginning to end without, you know, having to break it up into to different issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it is the way that I work. You know, I feel like it, it was definitely a challenge and it's still something that even now, you know, having conversations like this with you, having mm-hmm. conversations with people like you know, things come to me and I'm kind of like, oh man, you know what I mean? Okay, I need to go yeah. back and I need to do X, Y, and Z or I need to like, you know, maybe tighten this up, you know, in, in certain spots. But, um, you know, I always I always think about the, the whole thing first before I start writing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I usually have, you know, what's going to be my beginning, middle, and end mm-hmm. in mind. And so, you know, I'm able to kind of work towards those those goals and say, okay, you know, we're going to start here, and then eventually I should get to this point. Mm-hmm. And from that point, you know, I'm setting everything up for for the end. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in terms of the the writing part, like it's a lot more to write mm-hmm. and to type mm-hmm. out, and a lot more to kind of keep you know keep everything in line to make sure that you know not only it makes sense, but it's flowing well from from one part to the next, and it's mm-hmm. not just you know a bunch of you know weird disjointed you know ideas. Put together, right. um, or rather, you know, one story that kind of flows from from beginning to end. But it's been it's been an interesting challenge just just trying to to, to do something like this because it is it is the longest thing that I've done, um, and it is something that um, you know, like I think with anything, you know, you're always kind of like, you know, is this good? You know, are people, mm-hmm. you know, how are yeah. people looking at this? And so, you know, I, I, you know, I'm never really gonna know until I get it into people's hands, kind right. of how good of a job I did. But, you know, it's something that, 
looking looking at it now, I'm I'm proud of it, and I feel mm-hmm. like you know, it, it was it was it was a challenge that I was able to to meet, yeah, and not something that kind of like oh man, like you know, I I wanted to do you know x amount of pages, or I wanted to kind of do something like this, but like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pull this off. Like I think I think we did it, you know, I think we pulled it off, and now it's just a matter of of getting you know, the funds to make sure that it exists as a real thing. Yes, yes, yes. And speaking of those funds, what is uh, what is your goal? Because <laughs> right? I want people, listeners, contribute. The link will be in the show notes. So I want you to go over right. and click and hit every <laughs> level, you know, or whatever level yeah. you can, but every level that's there. So what is what is the goal? What is the financial goal for this project? So the financial goal is is $9,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh-huh. reason for that goal is is obviously i I need i want to pay everybody Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. just pay everybody you know what i can but pay everybody the the rates that they they are they are due you know what i mean because people are putting in a lot of really great fantastic work on this Mm -hmm. um that money's going towards you know being able to print up a a good amount of books Mm -hmm. um Uh that's books that were that were printing up and and sending out to people that's books that were printing up so we could have them at conventions Mm -hmm. um Uh books that were printed up so we can send them to libraries and different places like that Mm -hmm. um and then you know being able to to include a lot more extra stuff in there because you know with a lot of kickstarters you get you know stickers and buttons and shirts and cups and all kinds of other stuff and Mm -hmm. like you know I feel like a lot of people, you know, a year or two afterwards are just kind of like, where'd this sticker come from? Or like, what was this for? <laughs> Why do I have this thing? And it just yeah. kind of goes in the door and like, you know, so I want to add more more content to the book. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the rewards that we have revolve around either, you know, extra back matter in the book. Mm-hmm. So if you get, you know, if you get a book with the back matter, you're going to get, you know, a look at, you know, my scripts and, and some of the, the writing aspects that went into it. Um, and my thoughts on that, you're going to get a look at Vince, the artist, um, you know, a lot of his, his initial sketches and like, you know, pre-work and then some of his, you know, start to finish work where you can see kind of, you know, what his, his early penciled stuff look like mm-hmm. and then what inks look like. Um, you're going to get to see Brittany's color process and like how she kind of went about coloring different things in the book. Um, you're going to get to see Hassan's lettering process and kind of how he went about doing different things and each of them are going to kind of tell you a little bit about that process you know within that back matter Mm -hmm. um you know we have rewards where you know either me vince Brittany, or hassan will kind of give you a breakdown uh in in video form of of what we were doing uh on certain parts of the book so if you're somebody who's looking to make comics or if you're somebody who just likes to know how things were done how things were made um, you know, you can you can look at those and kind of get an, a sense and idea of not only what it went into this book in particular, but what goes into making a comic book in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got rewards where you know you can get drawn into the book if you want to be a character in yes. the book, and yes. you can see awesome. yourself in there. Um, we've got rewards where where Vince will do commissions for you and and draw whatever you want him to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's done a lot of great stuff. I mean, he did a whole like Hamilton series of prints he did oh, yeah. a whole bunch of, like different um you know dc superheroes and um you know marvel superheroes so he's got a lot of stuff you know if you go to his website you can check that out mm-hmm. um but yeah we really we really wanted to to you know set a goal that was as low as we possibly could mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. making sure that we, we we took care of all the things that we need to take care of so making sure that 
you know, all the people who worked on the book get get compensated yeah. fairly for the time and effort that got put into it, mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, we're able to print all these books, you know, so that everybody gets, you know, a copy of a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that was it. There's no extra stuff. You know, what I mean, we, we weren't we weren't padding it so we could all take home some extra money, right, right. you know, on the back end. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, we were doing we try to keep it as trim and as light as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really it's really all just about the book and making sure that the book you know, exists and making sure that the book is available to as many people who want it. Yes, yes. These are some amazing like content. <laughs> I'm looking over the pledges once more and I'm just like, God, this is, that really stuck out to me being drawn in the book. Like, you know, how many chances do you get to like live on? Because, <laughs> you know, all we have is a written work. So once, you know, sure. as morbid as it is, once you're dead and gone, if you're in this book, like, <laughs> you're living on forever in Elk Mountain. So that's, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, it's, not, it's not bad, man. <laughs> not at all, not at all. And I think these are pretty reasonable pledges for the content that you're getting. Like, it's not all, I mean, they all seem doable to me. I, um, I really hope for this uh, project to be backed, and I implore all of the listeners of this part, anyone under the sound of my voice, please go into the show notes and check out the links and just even just give it a look. And if you know someone who would like, you know, if you don't want this book, but you know I have right. a, a cousin who might like this or a teacher from back in the day or anything, because I think this is worth I feel like your resume speaks for itself. If you're concerned about, oh, you know, what if it's not good or whatever, take your ass down to your local comic book shop, pick up Rich Planet, and look at this. That's that's it right there. Or go on over to this man's website and look at the content. Like, it's it looks amazing. And just the amount of pages that you offer on the Kickstarter alone is enough to say, okay, if this is, what, 11 pages or so, Right. I'm sure the rest will be just as good. So oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to support my damn self, but I implore everyone listening, please do the same. Pick a pledge and, you know, pledge now. Because <laughs> this, yeah. this, is, this is good. Every man. every little bit counts. I mean, we've got stuff as low as $3 if you just want a digital mm-hmm. copy of it, all the way up to if you want to give us more than that. We've got, we got a lot of different levels mm-hmm. uh, that hopefully will accommodate all kinds of people so yeah absolutely and if you don't want any of these things you can make a pledge without a reward just support i'm really big on representation in comics and related media that is like my claim to fame and i support your creatives because i and i'm going to go on a bit of a tangent (laughs) i hate when creatives put something out and then your, your friend or your friend's cousin is like, oh, can I get that for half off or let me get citizens or that's too high. It's like, do you not understand the time and effort that has been put into just a single photo, a book that right. someone wrote, a screenplay, hell, braiding hair, anything. If someone sets a price, then pay that price. That being right. said, there's a list of pledge levels and you can pledge without a reward. So you can make your right. own amount. So... Yeah, that's just that that just <laughs> that really bothers me. <laughs> but no, this I'm I, I don't I don't know what else to say. The the Kickstarter speaks for itself. Um, this project is running. How 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 long or what is the cutoff? What's the last day to uh, last continue? day is June 11th. Um, so we got about you know uh, as of as of this recording, we got about twenty days or so. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Be a little less than that when when I think when this airs, but. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, there's 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 definitely a lot of time left. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're not, not running out of time. Uh, so you know, when you hear this, if if you're intrigued, if you're interested, if it sounds like something you'd like to support, you know, definitely plenty of time for you to go and, and check it out. Absolutely, yeah. And and with with the pledges being as low as like you said, three dollars. There's every little bit counts. So uh, mm-hmm. please, everyone, go over and support this Kickstarter. Of course, all of the links will be in the show notes for this episode as I'm sure I'll be tweeting them out and all that good stuff, hitting up the social medias. But this is, for, question, what is Elk Mountain? What is this? What, like, is this a like, fictional space? Is this based off somewhere real? It's based, yeah, it's based on a real place in, uh, in Wyoming. Because okay. um, I was just, I was looking for, like, small towns in America. Like, what are some of the smallest towns, some of the smallest places in America? Um, you know, but it's it's a fictionalized version of the town, obviously. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. You know, just in the same way that, yeah, you know, like in New York and the Marvel Universe, obviously, is the same, <laughs> right. the same place. Um, but you know, I want I wanted to I wanted to to, you know, kind of take and create you know this recognizable American mm-hmm. small town, um, this place where you know, because one of the things that you'll see in the story is that. You know, if Superman were were to have stayed around in mm-hmm. in Smallville, like mm-hmm. everybody would have known he was Clark Kent. Like, there's no way that you can mm-hmm. hide that. You know what I mean? There's right. a dude flying around, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you know you see him on the street. You're like, well, you look just like him. That is you. And you know, in Elk Mountain, you know, not only you know being uh, a superhero, but also being Latino, and also kind of just looking like he looks like. Mm-hmm. There's no that our hero could kind of hide who he yeah. is so like mm-hmm. everybody knows his identity mm-hmm. um you know he doesn't have a secret identity within the town but just as as most small towns do you know like people coming in from the outside they're not going to get that information you know right, what i mean right. they're very, very protective and and uh and closed off when it comes to mm-hmm. you know their hero but at the same time it's kind of you know it's that weird uh, you know, thing that happens sometimes where it's like, you know, like, yeah, like nobody else can come in here and like, you know, shit on him, but like, mm-hmm. we can do, you know, on our right. own, you know, yeah. in our own community, like we can, we can do and say certain things that, you know, we wouldn't really allow other people to do. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 a it is it is a real place, but you know, in the in the story itself, it's kind of a more fictionalized. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I. I'll be saying this. I'm a broken record. Support this damn project. <laughs> this is the artwork is amazing. The colors is amazing. The the yeah. lettering, the writing, everything. I think this is something that needs to be in the hands of a lot of people. And again, like you said, making it akin to kind of a Superman esque story, but setting it, which it seems to be a bit more grounded. So I. I <laughs> I, I like everything that I've been presented with, and I want this to succeed. So I will be backing my damn self. And I again, I want All everyone right. out there under the sound of my voice <laughs> to do the same. So uh, I will be making sure that you guys have the links to this Kickstarter. My God, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so do you like um, anything you want people to take away from Elk Mountain? Um, any. I don't know general thoughts about it, or something that you that maybe hasn't been said that you want to, or even something that has that you want to just repeat for the folks to, to drive it home. Hell, yeah. I mean, I, I think again the 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 message of the book, you know, especially again, 
in the in the times that we live in when the president of the United States is calling immigrants animals and all kinds of other craziness yeah. um, is you know I really I really felt it was important to create you know somebody who you know when you talk about representation in media you talk about um, you know the way that like the I think everybody every every black person can attest to the feeling of when you saw Black Panther, like it was like, oh, this is it. Like this yeah. is how everybody else feels all the time. Like this is, like, <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah. like I like this. I see why everybody's so protective of this because it feels great. Like mm-hmm. I want more of this. Um, and and I and I don't think you can underestimate the value and the and the impact of seeing not only yourself reflected mm-hmm. in, in media, but seeing your 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 real life and the circumstances that you live in reflected in media, and, and knowing that. Not only that, that your truth is is real, and that you know what I mean. What you're going through is real, and it's not something that you just think about, or or you know people in your your community think about, but people at large are thinking about. Um, but also that you know you, you're 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 not alone, mm-hmm. and that you are you are just as powerful as everybody else. And feeling that empowerment, and feeling like you know what I mean, you have a place not only you know, in the world that you live in, but also in the media that you consume. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't think there's a better time for an immigrant superhero. Right, right. I don't think there's, there's a more appropriate time to, to have somebody like this, you know, who is, is is you know, I tried to make him a real person. So, you know, he's flawed and he's got his things that he's going through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, 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 it's still, you know, in that Superman vein and aesthetic where, you know, like Superman just represents hope. You know, Superman mm-hmm. represents somebody who, you know, at the very least, you can count on Superman to do the right thing, to say mm-hmm. the right thing, to 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 basically save the day. And we we want our hero to kind of represent that same thing to a lot of people who may not, you know, kind of see themselves in a lot of other superheroes or characters. Um, and you know, for people who, you know, I, you know, it's 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 hard to say sometimes is how powerful media can be but Mm -hmm. you know somebody you know who might have certain feelings about immigrants you know will will read it and check it out and kind of you know see the deeper roots Mm -hmm. that that a lot of you know these people have where it's not it's not just you know again somebody came to this country to to take your job or you know sell drugs to people or do whatever you know they Mm -hmm. came here because they didn't have any other choice and you know a lot of them wish they could go back home you know a lot right. of them wish they didn't have to leave you know the countries that they came from but mm-hmm. they didn't really have a choice um and so you know uh you know tolerance is something that i think you know we we need more of but it's 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 something that i hope is uh is universal you know what i mean like mm-hmm. a, that we as species as as humans are are just able to you know look at other people and you know not only accept their differences but embrace their differences mm-hmm. and that you know those differences are, are are what you know make us great you know as yeah. as a as a species in the community but but understanding that you know somebody else's differences doesn't necessarily infringe on your life and your beliefs and your right, ideas. Right, you, right. you can believe and, and live your life a certain way, and that doesn't necessarily have to impact somebody else and vice versa. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. you might not like 
certain things or you know your beliefs <laughs> may clash with other people's yeah but you know at the end of the day you know unless that person is doing something that's inherently harmful to you mm-hmm. or, or people you like it doesn't really matter like you just kind of have to just to, to suck it up you know so right 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 um, uh, I, I hope that you know it's it's a book that can relate to to a wide variety of people hmm. uh, and, and be something that you know people enjoy from an entertainment value mm-hmm. you know standpoint like it's I think it's a fun book you know all topics you know considered and included mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, you know there's there's comedic aspects to it there's adventure aspects to it there's actions aspects to it mm-hmm. uh, but then there's that kind of you know real world uh, humanistic, you know, value of it that that does kind of hopefully make you reflect on the world that you live in and the people around you. So, um, I think that's all I got. Okay, no, that <laughs> look, you, you said it there. So that being said, please, listeners, go ahead, click on the links in the show notes. <laughs> support, support, support back this project. This is something that I again feel needs to be real it needs to i need to be able to touch this and flip through the pages and, <laughs> or if you're on your, your tablet get a digital copy you need to be able to scroll yeah. up or left or right or whatever so yeah i uh you do have my support so definitely everyone listening support 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 um where can everyone find you where do, well yeah where do you where do you <laughs> want people to be able to, <laughs> to, to to find you and talk to you and all that good stuff yeah, you can you can if you're on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Jr Sosa eighteen. So that's J R S O S A one eight on Twitter and on Instagram. And then I have a website, jclarkcomics.squarespace.com. Uh, you can find me there, and all my stuff is there. So if you're if you're curious about anything or you want to, you know, look at some of the, the the stories that I was talking about earlier in the show, all that stuff is there for you to get um, and check out. So. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And all those links will be in the show notes. So I don't want anybody to say, well, I got to go. And no, all of that will be in this <laughs> show. So click on it and you'll, you'll go right to everything. Man, this is um, this is dope. Um, again, this has been yeah. uh, Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. This is uh, a carefree conversation, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed having you on. You're welcome back anytime. You have something new or you anytime. just want to... Talk or whatever, like it's, it's you. You're welcome yeah. back. Please, please, please. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. and uh, and we're gonna speak it into existence. Once I have my physical copy of the book, I would love to kind of review it, look over some stuff, and have you right. and any of the other te- creative team on. And yes, I. Sure. This is this is dope. So. All right, man. <laughs> Kudos. So thank you all for listening to this latest installment of Carefree Black Nerd. Please email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Use the hashtag CBNPod while listening to this episode. Uh, tweet us, tag us in it. Use the JRSosa18 and Carefree Blurred. Uh, tell us how you feel about the conversation. You like it, you love it, you hate it, whatever. And um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. All right.